The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now I need to have a bit of a rant about something and get this off my chest because um, I'm a fan and a friend of Grant Cardone's who came to our property super conference and said that cash is trash. Get rid of all your cash. And I've just recently seen Robert Kiyosaki say that saving is for losers. And I think it's important to be balanced. Uh, Those guys have done great things, but that's bad advice if you take that on face value. Um, because cash isn't trash. Liquidity means you can move through a recession. You can buy underpriced assets. You have uh, protection from irregular shocks. You have versatility. You have the ability to pivot, to invest. You have speed. Um, and, you know, cash gives you speed in whatever it is that you do. Um, so I don't think that savings and saving are for losers. I think it's wise to save cash. Now, I think what Robert Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone are trying to say is that if you have a lot of money tied up in cash, inflation will erode it. Um, you're probably not getting that good a return on it. It's not protected in the form of a wrapped asset. Like if you put money into property, there's, it's kind of protected from inflation and, you know, from possibly irregular shocks. Um, cash itself doesn't grow at the rate of a property investing or a property investment or another asset. So I get what they're saying, but the problem is it's extreme advice. So I wanted to put it into some kind of balance. So yes, you shouldn't sit on millions of pounds worth of cash getting 0.1% in the bank. But if you put all your liquidity into assets that have low liquidity, because people think that properties are quite liquid. They're not. They're one of the most illiquid assets. It could take you 90, 180 days to get your money out of a property. It will cost you 10% to sell it. There'll be various um, taxes, etc., that you'll be required to pay, fees to agents, etc. Um, and you might end up with 20% less than the, the value of the asset, even if you're not in a downward market. And it can take a long time. You can have buyers pull out at the last minute. And this happens a lot. So you are not liquid when you are in most asset classes. Um, I uh, invest in watches and, and I've learned that when you've got lower priced Rolexes, for example, Submariners, Daytonas, they're quite liquid. You can get out of them in a few weeks, maybe if you want good money. Um, you can get out of them in, in a week if you, you know, could maybe take a hit of, of 10 or 20% of their value. But when you're on Audemars Piguet and Patek Philippe and Richard Mille, can take you months to sell them to get your money back. So what cash gives you is speed, gives you liquidity. Um, now, um, I've had a couple of irregular shocks that have happened recently. So I had one 90 grand bill, I had one 110,000 pound bill, and I've got to go down to the bank with Mark today and we've both got to pay a bill of 257,000 pounds each. Um, and, you know, I can afford that, but it's not fun. But it's cash that I've got in the form of uh, stocks, which are obviously quite liquid. You can get them out in about a week or cash in the bank. Now, had I not had that liquid, that would have caused me an issue. Um, now, it probably it wouldn't have made me go bust or anything bad like that. But it would have ca- caused various issues which would have been uncomfortable for me and my companies. So ca- they say cash is king. And then there's other people saying cash is trash and saving is for losers. 
So I think the important thing is to have a percentage of cash that you keep in reserve. So it could be 20% of your retained earnings in your company. It could be 10 or 15% of your net earnings as an employee or, or what you earn as a, a salary. Because what it does is A, any irregular shocks that come, you're covered with, so you can't get blindsided and wiped out by something that you couldn't plan. And let's be honest, with a recession possibly looming, this is going to happen to a lot of people. And I don't want it to happen to me, and I don't want it to happen to you. But the next thing is, when other people get blindsided and wiped out, and properties and letting agents and training companies and various other businesses are going for 20 pence in the pound or something like that, what can you do if you've got cash? You can buy up these depressed property um, assets. These, you know, you can get these businesses for virtually no money. You know, you, t you, t you hear about people buying businesses for a pound. Well, what they're actually doing is buying a company that is in debt uh, and they're taking over the responsibility of the debt to turn them around. Now, as long as you know what you're doing, you will pick up low cost or free companies and assets in the recession. Now, look, I don't want to be a doom monger and I'm certainly not that way inclined. But we all know the recession is coming. It might be two, three, five years. Brexit might accelerate. No one really knows. And you've got to be careful not to be too fear ridden and frozen from that. But I do think you should probably not take as big a risks as maybe you might have taken three or four years ago. I don't think you should plow all your cash into your assets. Um, because then if you get some irregular shocks or there's a downturn or prices drop 20 or 30%, you have nothing to trade and, and therefore you could be asset rich, cash poor and you could end up going bust because most companies or people go bust for, for, through cash flow issues and not necessarily profitability, um, just, just a, a liquidity. Um, you may need a reserve to burn through um, because you may have a few months of voids or lower rent or um, you know, whatever might happen in your um, various different trading businesses. The next thing is your emotions. So you will find, and I'm pretty sure you could back this up with your experience, you will find that the more cash you have, the more emotionally stable you are. The less cash you have, the more emotionally volatile you are. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Emotional, um, you know, you're probably um, more uh, susceptible to get-rich-quicky and schemes and, you know, and, and, and probably deals that are a bit naive and that they're kind of, they're, they're slightly... Um, they're fantasies. They're not realities. You might um, under-negotiate yourself in a joint venture, give too much away in a joint venture because you, you're emotionally volatile and you're making bad decisions because you have a low cash reserve. Um, so you want to keep cash reserves in the form of savings, current account, stocks, some cash if you're able to get that. Uh, and then into um, relatively liquid assets, I don't know, maybe um, watches, um, other things that are um, maybe... Not so liquid as cash, but probably appreciate a bit more than cash, of course. Um, property is the next level up because it's not liquid. So um, I'm seeing people at the moment overstretching themselves. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, Mark and I have had a few months of just money out, 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 money out. I thought I was going to have to sell one of my favorite watches. Thankfully, I didn't have to. Um, and you can get this attack on your bank account or, you know, or on your wealth at any time. Uh, and the three or four things that Mark and I have had are unrelated. And, and, and actually, they're because of some success we've had that have caused 
unpredictable to us issues. You know, we've become a victim to our success in certain ways. And of course, when you make huge money, you've got huge VAT bills and you've got tax. And a lot of people don't put the, the VAT into a separate account or they don't account for how much tax they've got. And then they get the tax bill at the end of the year and it's a surprise to them. And there's all this money that's got to go out, even though it shouldn't be a surprise to them. So managing cash and liquidity and savings is vital. Cash is not trash. It just devalues a bit quicker than other assets. Saving is not for losers. It's just if you have all cash and no assets, you're going to have slower appreciation. So I felt like I needed to put that straight. Um, I do admire what Robert Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone have done. But the problem with that, what they're saying is, it's binary and it's extreme and it's not holistically correct. Um, and I guess those guys, if they were wise, would have a reserve of cash too. Um, so let me let it be said, let it be done that from now you should be saving 20, 25 percent, whatever you can of your retained profits. You should be saving 10, 15 percent, whatever you can of sales that you make. Um, and you should be set. Sorry, the phone just rang. Uh, you should be saving um, a, a percentage of your salary. Save it every month now. Don't be tempted to spend it or stretch yourself by being illiquid by over-investing in assets that aren't um, quickly convertible into cash because you can fool yourself that you're growing your wealth, but if you don't have liquidity, it can all come caving in. And um, whether a session takes a year or two or five, you'll be in a position where you've got enough cash to burn through it if sales um, or assets or liquidity goes down for one, two or three years. You can pick up really cheap assets and you you will definitely want to be going and buying property when there's a recession, no doubt about it, because prices are going to be cheap. This already dropped in London quite a lot, but in Peterborough, it's, the prices have been quite firm. Um, and if they drop, they could go down 30%. And of course, I'd rather pay 30% less. And you're going to have much less competition um, because most people are not going to be doing this. Therefore, they're not going to be liquid. Therefore, they're going to have to sell assets cheap that you can buy. Um, and I think some of us know this, but we don't really feel it emotionally because we read it in books or it hasn't happened to us through cycles yet. But it's happened to me because I've been through a full cycle. And I guess I want to give you some preparation and warning. This is not about me going, oh, the recession's coming in five minutes. Oh, everyone be scared. But there is uncertainty in the market and there is fear in the market. And that in marketplaces, that often reduces prices. Um, and the most important thing is your emotional management and the, the lack of volatility when you have cash. Um, there's no panic. You know, there's no fear. There's no uh, over under negotiating yourself or giving too much away or making bad investments um, on a hope or a dream or a fantasy when you have a decent amount of cash. Now, you'll get to a certain level where it's probably less productive to have cash. So Mark and I, uh, we've made an agreement together to have £500,000 each personally in cash, liquid, in case we need to inject it back into the business or in case we need to ride a few months of, of a lower earning. Now, you know, it may never happen, but that's fine. And that um, someone's asked, where would I keep that? So that would either be in a, a savings account in somewhere like Barclays, because I think they're probably the most trusted. Um, and I'd probably put a decent amount of that uh, maybe 400 of that 500 grand I'd put in uh, the stock market via Hargreaves Lansdowne app um, because that you can usually get that out within a week and you know a, a week's fast enough probably Th things aren't going to go off a, off a cliff and turn overnight you know when people say oh you know overnight everything went to shit well actually it's not usually that case you, you know a week is fine isn't it so that's where I usually keep my cash but I'm not giving you the bank details by the way so you might want 50 grand you might want 30 grand you want a percentage of your overall wealth it might be 5%, 10% or whatever, but an amount where you know you could trade and hustle 
um, and burn cash and navigate your way through a year or two or even three years. So I hope you found that useful. Cash is not trash. Saving is not for losers. You just get to your reserve, your comfort amount that's liquid, and then you're in property. You put your money in ISAs. You buy physical assets. Um, you, you invest in your trading businesses, etc. once you have that um, pr- pr- layer of protection and wealth in the form of cash. So I wish there was another word that rhymed with cash, which was like beautiful and um, joyous and amazing and lovely but it's not trash. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Um, and if you are listening to the podcast, um, I did the live video of this in the Progressive Property Community. You've talk, he- heard me talk a bit about property on this podcast. If you want to get into property, if you want to buy a property, um, you know, with maybe other people's money, um, or you want to do joint ventures, or you want to be able to buy distressed properties when the re- recession comes, make sure you're in my Facebook group, the Progressive Property Community. You can just search that on Facebook. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.